ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between. I'm just a poor boy, nobody loves me. And Welcome to Uncategorized. You see them every day, even if you don't notice it. The woman with the shaved head, the man with the nose piercing, the artsy hipster with the tattoos covering their arms, the teen with the rainbow-colored hair, the woman who could be a Kim Kardashian look-alike or the man with the Jeremiah Johnson beard. You might be obvious, or you might never have known, but they're there. They exist. People who don't fit into the cisgendered heterosexual standard that the United States has enforced for years have been questioned, invalidated, ostracized, written off, or worse. While we like to consider ourselves a progressive country, especially with the legalization of same-sex marriage in 2015, there are still inequalities in America for the non-binary people here, systemically and socially. This is a podcast about them, the others of society. This is a podcast that aims to lift the voices of the oppressed and the invisible. This is a podcast about the uncategorized. Welcome to our first episode. I am your host, Sam Ray Johnson. In the last four or five years, homosexuality has seemed to be the main talking point when it comes to gender and sexuality. But now that same-sex marriage is finally not a crime anymore, we are just scratching the surface of the more complex issues surrounding these social constructs. To open up our discussion, I will be highlighting the most recent topics on the rise, transgenderism and transsexuality. If you're confused about the differences between these terms, MedicalDaily.com had an excellent article responding to Facebook adding 50 gender options for their profiles. So yes, I'm telling you to just Google it. I had the pleasure of attending the Gender Identity Conference at the University of Nevada, Reno a couple weeks ago. There I met Kimmy Cole, the keynote speaker at the conference, who had hidden her transgenderism for years. Well, I just think it's absolutely awesome every time we get a chance to get in front of an audience and just to share our very real stories. I know so many people that deal with the struggles like I experienced for so many years behind the scenes and part of that struggle came from not realizing that there were other people who were transgender in the world. We didn't have any place to identify and as I have the ability to reach out and connect with audiences and share some of those real stories, it gives an opportunity to share the fact that how ordinary we are in so many ways and how we just go on about our lives. And I think the misconceptions and things that are made up to disparage people from the LGBT community are just really unfortunate, generally not based on truth. And it's just great to be able to get in front of a receptive audience and share the stories. Kimmy Cole is tall and her hair is long and blonde with the tips dyed pink. She is a natural public speaker, moving with ease across the stage as she talks to students and attendees on February 6th at the University of Nevada, Reno. She tells the story of her life growing up and how she came to terms with the struggles she faced in her transition. I've, I've been heartened every chance I've had to speak to university groups. I, I get a very, very open-mindedness. Younger people, and I think of anybody under 40 as a kid, the kids tend to have open minds and a perspective they want to learn. They tend to be, in my experience, a lot more open to diversity and to accepting people from different backgrounds. 
UNR here in Reno is, is fortunate because it is a nice campus and it draws people from all over the place. You know, it gives does give a broad broad range of personality and backgrounds here. So it's a great environment. I always love being around the students or the student environment. It's just, it's absolutely great to be here. I also got to sit in on a talk by Kathy Baldock, who is an evangelical Christian speaking out against the treatment of homosexuals within the church. Uh, I'm, I am a devout Christian, and I do not like the way the Christian church has treated any, uh, many marginalized communities in America. Nobody had ever come out to me as gay. So in 2001, I was in evangelical Christian circles. Um, so. I hadn't known any, no person had ever said to me, Kathy, I'm gay. And then I started, I was going through a divorce, and I thought the best way to get myself together was to do something intellectually, and also to do something with my body. So the hardest thing for me to do intellectually has always been languages. So I started taking Italian class, and the very first night of Italian class, I was paired up with a gay man, of course. And then I started hiking every day, I lived up in, uh, up in the area by the Whites and Thomas Creek Canyons, and I started hiking up there, and the only person that was hiking as much as me was a lesbian. So I started doing relationship with two different gay people, and that confronted what I had heard in my evangelical community, that gay people chose to be gay. This is what conservative Christians really do believe. It's shifting now, but certainly in the 2000s, Gay people had chosen to be gay and that their love was not love, it was lust. I mean, these are the, the things we were told. And just in relationship, I came to figure out that that was not right. I'm not stupid, but it was so ingrained in me that these were the truths. And I didn't do what I normally do, which would have been to tell my friend Neto. So I didn't do what I would normally be tempted to do, which was to tell somebody that they needed to get their life straightened out Part of that would have been to stop their sexual orientation. I didn't even know about transgender people, so that wouldn't have even been part of the conversation. That they would have needed to do those things, but my own life was falling apart. So I didn't have this compulsion to tell somebody else what they should do, because that would have been some form of hypocrisy. So I had the wisdom to not do that. Lalo Orta is a man who likes to smile. It was hard to stay on topic with him because we would go on tangents about food or crack endless lines of jokes. Orto's laugh is contagious, and enough to keep you going for at least 10 minutes. Oh. I know you would never hear this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I think I've fallen for this girl. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she would like, never know. She would never know. <laughs> Unless this lingers somewhere around the internet. I'm like, oh shit, she found it. <laughs> and Valentine's is like right around the corner. It's a week from today. Oh god. <laughs> Why you say that? Uh, I hate Valentine's Day. Do you really? I just, I'm just like, whatever, buddy. Orta always knew something wasn't quite right when he was growing up. His family would give him girl toys, make him wear dresses, and grow his hair out long. Orta sat across from me, adjusting the ball cap on his head every now and then, remembering the pressure he faced when he came out to his family for the first time. <laughs> well, I can tell you there's a what time, uh... I was what, maybe four, three, this is before my mom passed away. I remember we went to the store and buy this like fire truck toy thingy and I wanted it and they wouldn't give it to me so I threw a big old tantrum. <laughs> and of course my dad's like, no, you can't play with um, boy toys, you can't do this, you can't do that. So like my whole entire life I've been 
pretty much grown up with you can't play with certain toys kind of a thing and but he made an exception with power rangers except for i had to wear pink but i guess i can take whatever i can get at that moment <laughs> and growing up i know i liked girls even from a very very young age i can say like past like maybe i don't know preschool time maybe like i don't know it's just i just kind of knew just you know oh, let's go play with this girl i'm like oh okay okay you want to hold my hand <laughs> yeah want to be my best friend i want to kiss you right now but i can't do that I kind of hit it my teenage years by the time I hit what was it for my freshman year I kind of hit it because um during that time I was uh my family was trying to push me to do my quinceanera there's a part of me I didn't want it because I knew it didn't just it didn't feel right it didn't belong to me like yeah you know the rite of passage of becoming a woman and the whole nine yards I'm not gonna lie the party was great you know hey pop champagne bottles <laughs> but I mean overall it just I know, it just didn't fit and uh, I don't know, like little by little, I kind of, I thought, no, maybe I'm just lesbian. But of course, to my family, I came out when I was like 16. I said I was bisexual. After two years, maybe, well, at the time I was 18. And that's what I was dating um, my ex. My family didn't like her, but, you know, I loved her, whatever. And I kind of realized in our relationship, I was very uncomfortable with certain things. I was just very, very uncomfortable being touched anywhere. So I thought there was something wrong with me. And I'm like, okay, I don't think I'm lesbian because, like, yeah, I like girls, but... I'm not, they're like, oh, you're butch. I'm like, well, I don't feel butch. I feel just me. I don't know what to call it. I, didn't, I couldn't find a label. My cousin, Mark, who's also trans, he uh, stumbled upon a YouTube video. He's like, hey, man, I just want to, you know, just look at this for a second. And I'm like, well, what, what is it? He's just look at it. I think, I think I know what you're going through. I don't know what he meant at the time, but now I do. Because between me and him, we both came out as bisexual. They were like, oh, we're lesbian. And they're like, no, just kidding. Lesbian butch. They're like, no, just kidding. Trans. I don't know what's next, alien? Since then, Orta said his family hasn't been adjusting to his transition very well. But with that bright, bubbly smile on his face, he said he wasn't giving up hope. Uh, I kind of just feel bad. I kind of feel like I'm destroying someone that they really loved and I'm taking someone away. Like I'm killing someone off. I'm killing a sister or a daughter that really didn't exist in the beginning to begin with. And that's kind of what is hurting me now because I don't want them to feel like I'm taking somebody away from them. I want them to think they're actually gaining something more than just thinking of losing something. And I still haven't told my dad. <laughs> just, it's really hard to tell him because I'm his little, in his mind, I'm his little princess. I'm his, especially his first kid from his first marriage, you know? So I feel like I'm taking something else away from him. I mean, I think it's because just the fact that my mom passed away, that's gone. And just for the fact that when I came out as a bisexual slash lesbian, he cried. He wouldn't speak to me, even though we were living under the same roof at that moment. But like growing up, I kind of jumped from like my sisters and my dad. But at the time, I wasn't with my dad, so we didn't really talk to each other. He didn't really treat me the same. He accepted it because I'm his kid, but he doesn't accept anybody else because they're not his children. They're not anything of his family. So I feel like if I t were to tell him this, I think that's gonna be even worse. And I think the deepest fear for me with my dad, for me to tell him is for him to disown me. Because I, I love my dad very much, I really do. As much as he doesn't really speak to me as much, he never really has. But I'm just afraid he won't speak to me at all. Like, forever. <laughs> and it's like one of those things that I think a lot of trans men and women go through 
is their parents. You have, you know, especially if you have a good relationship with them, or if you're really close to them, you kind of you just have that fear of breaking that bond, and you don't want that to go away. I mean, it's a very special feeling, and it's a very, you know, you just don't want to let it go. I would still go through this reason being because I have two different perspectives now, and and I don't think I would be the person I am if it wasn't for it. Like, when I go through what I've been through, and I actually I kind of cherish it, even though if it was bad or good or whatever. You know, I wouldn't do it any other way. I mean, don't get me wrong, like, it would be awesome if I was on puberty blockers, and I probably would have grown a little bit more. <laughs> that would be awesome, but I wouldn't do it any other way, honestly. Because I actually like being part of the trans community. I really do. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast and would like to stay tuned for more, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to nominate anyone for a feature or contribute your own story, feel free to send us an email at uncategorizedapodcast at gmail.com. This has been a Reynolds School of Journalism production. I'm Sam Ray Johnson, and I'll see you next time on Uncategorized.